It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Well, last show we were talking about oddities, and and there were two that I omitted. One that I just mentioned to you, I saw a doubleheader in baseball report here on Northern got two hits in the doubleheader, and they got a split. (laughs) <laughs> they won one of the games. Oh, and the other one, the Almont. And the Almont, where they walked 23 and gave up 23 hits and 22 runs, and they got a split in a double uh, header. But that, that Northern, I look back at that, the second game, they won one to nothing. They had one hit in the game, and it didn't have anything to do with their run. Their run came in an inning where four batters hit, and three of them struck out. <laughs> but the leadoff hitter walked, went to second on a pass ball, went to third on a wild pitch, and scored on a wild pitch. Only run of the game. Anyways. And they won. Uh, we won't talk about oddities. We'll talk about stellar performances uh, on uh, today's uh, show. So, uh, And with all the games we saw, we kind of had to have a high bar for what <laughs> we mentioned. Um, we didn't really set like a standard between the two of us. We just both went through our books and said, all right, these, these performances warranted mentioning. And, well, I think we're, what we'll go just season by season. Yeah, we'll we'll go season by uh, by season and uh, and see where it takes us here on the show today. But great performances coming up next. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. 
Derek Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Derek Clean by Bachelor. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast with Dennis and uh, Brady. And uh, we're going to uh, talk about the outstanding performances that we saw. Again, the criteria for this list is we saw it happen. It was on our airwaves. Yeah. Because I know that, uh, like I know Emma Trombley drove in ten runs in one game this year. Yeah, but we were Tyler at that Johnson game. perfect game. Yeah, Tyler Johnson threw a perfect game. We weren't at that game. We didn't broadcast. Half it. of Tyler James, I think Jameson put up like thirty-seven one time. Yeah, and we weren't there that for wasn't, that. That wasn't the game we were at. And then I just thought to to make it easy, we just go season by season. Mm-hmm. So I backtracked to football. Now, when I'm at a football game, Brady, I, I keep offensive stats. I don't keep like tackles or things like it's just I'm a one man crew it's hard enough to keep yeah, offensive I, stats I was not even able to keep stats myself yeah so um, I had a few guys that I remember I don't have numbers but I mean yeah go ahead okay so um I had games where like the big reds I think had eight sacks in one game and mm-hmm. somebody had three or four um and stuff like that so that didn't make the list but uh, I'll start with uh the uh, best rushing games that I saw, and Isaac Ullenbrook tops the list with uh, two games that stand out for me. Uh, against uh, Sterling Heights, he went 23 carries for 198 yards and a touchdown, scored on a 42-yard run, and Northern won that game 21-14. to And then against uh, the Big Reds in the Crosstown Showdown, he had a 91-yard touchdown run for their only score in that game, 14 carries, 165 yards in that game. Those were by far and away the two biggest rushing outputs of the uh, the season. The other big output was a kid named Eddie Little for Roseville in the game at St. Clair went for 152 yards on 15 carries, and he had a 76-yard touchdown run in a 60-22 to win for Roseville. Uh, I put LaMarcus Lee on the list. He only had 107 yards, but he did it on nine carries against That's Clinton a good average. Dale. And he scored on uh, touchdown runs of 23 and 42 yards in uh, Marysville 34-18 uh, win. Gabe Mose, uh, 11 carries, 110 yards, two touchdowns at Roseville in a game where he got in because Collier was hurt. Mm-hmm. Collier had a bad ankle. They didn't want to overuse him. He, he did get a couple of carries down near the goal line yeah. to try to punch one in one time. But – but Gabe really hadn't been playing much since the beginning of the season. Like, he played a lot at the beginning of the season. And he kind of was out of sight for a little while. And he came in in, in this game, a 14-yard uh, touchdown run in the third quarter to tie the game, a 37-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter that was the uh, the winning points in a 28-27 Big Red uh, victory. I had Niger Finney had a 153-yard uh, total offense game, 10 carries, 80 yards, three touchdowns, and he had two catches for 73 yards, and that was in a playoff game, so I had to put that one in there. They beat Lakeshore 49-13, and Finney scored touchdowns 22, 15, and eight-yard runs. They were they were running that jet sweep, and he was running wild on them. And also in a uh, playoff game, Finney gets in there again along with D.V. Price. They both went over 100 yards against Lance Cruz. Uh, DV had uh, 113 on 14 carries and scored a touchdown, and Niger had 14 carries for 101 yards and scored two touchdowns in that game. What I didn't see a lot of this year, Brady, were teams throwing the ball. Only saw two receivers get 100-yard games, which is very rare. Um, Four catches, 106 yards for Tyler Uhl in a win over Sterling Heights for Northern. And a kid named Brian Lewis for Lance Cruz. Again, they're the only team I saw really throw the ball. Like, both times I saw them, they put the ball up over 30 times. 
Uh, and uh, Lewis had seven catches for 103 yards in a loss at uh, Northern. And I had only I had only a handful of games where quarterbacks even got to 100 yards passing. But uh, Robert Salter, nine for 15, 238 yards, four touchdown passes against the Big Reds, and he didn't win the game despite throwing a 69-yard and an 80-yard touchdown pass in that game. That's uh, that's impressive. I think some of the reason why is, for the most part, a lot of the games we had were kind of taken care of mid-third quarter. So you don't have the same guy getting 25 carries. I mean, I, I am trying to think of the exact numbers. I know one game, I think Zach Tetler had over 100 yards on like three carries. Yeah. Because – he was in, he got his touches, and it was against Hazel Park, and he just went to that house or got, like, a 40-yard run each time. Um, like, we've said it before. Charles Tiger could have had over 1,000 yards. He didn't need to. No reason for him to get hurt, and they, they didn't play him. Uh, I mean, you listen some guys. I'm sure if the games against Lakeshore or Lance Cruz or any of these other games were a lot closer, then, yeah. Nigel Finney may have had a 200-yard game. Caleb Collier might have had uh, gone for 150 yards, but they didn't need to, and that's the other thing. They had so many weapons, it wasn't a one-back system. I think the closest you got to it and why he's at the top of the list is Isaac Ullenbrook. He got the most carries, and he was playing in close games. Yep. And he performed in those close games. Yeah, he, he was a guy that wasn't coming out of the ball game unless he was hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas you're right, with, with PH, they had a ton of options. Marysville, a ton of options. Uh, LaMarcus gets 100 on nine carries. He only got nine carries because they've got DeMarco Singleton, too. Yeah. They and, can throw the ball to Lewis Mayfield or Evan Woodard. And they're up 30 points in the third quarter. Yeah. The other, I guess, without stats, the, the biggest standout to me was either, I mean, you can say Jeff Heslip just for his last drive alone against Marysville. Again, 50 or 91 yards and I think 50. Five fifty-six seconds, under a minute, no timeouts. That's incredibly impressive. Sophomore in what his fifth game? Yeah, well, fourth game. He might have played a it little. It was like week four. As as the <laughs> as the full time starter, yes, because yeah. I think he played a little bit as a freshman getting in just to get his feet wet. But yeah, um, and at Marine City, when that happens, it's to go out and take a knee at the end of the game. Yeah, but I'm yes, his fifth. Actual don't, start. Don't fumble the snap, kid. Just drop to a knee so we can run out yeah. the clock here. Hand it off to someone. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and to do it and then the last couple plays, he was basically on one leg. Yeah, that's an impressive performance. I don't have his final stat total. Um, in that game, though, and really the last four games of the season, DeMarco Singleton, I don't have his stats, but you go back and listen to those games against Harper Woods and St. Clair – Third, fourth quarter, he was getting stronger, and he was carrying kids at the end of the game. I mean, Harper Woods, he was not letting anyone tackle him short of the first down marker. And the other thing about him is both sides of the ball because he'd get 10, 12 tackles yeah. every game. He didn't come off the field. Every game. He was the iron horse, the workhorse that didn't go away. And he just kept getting stronger as the game went on. I mean, St. Clair – they, they, there was four Saints on him every time he was tackled. It, it was just really incredible. That Marine City game, you remember, first play he breaks off a 33-yard run right after they recover a fumble to go up 7 nothing. That was the only score for the first, like, half hour of the game. It wasn't until the third quarter, and I think Marine City kicked a field goal that someone else finally put points up. So, uh, yeah, and uh, DeMarco Singleton's name is something we'll be saying a lot. Um, but football, he was very impressive. Again, pick a Marine City player and pick a game. I mean, you, you look, I mean, you have Tetler, you had Tiger, Rafino, Rensel. I know I'm missing some names off the top of my head. Um, I mean, defensively, I'm sure pick a game and one of the walkers had double-digit tackles. It just uh, Derek Schlotman, I think, had two or three sacks against Marysville, including the one to end the game. Uh, again, if I ca- I've, this year I'm going to hope I can keep more detailed stats. It's hard to, again, when you're a one-man crew. But, yeah, Marine City, but they didn't need to have anyone go for 300 yards because they were just so far ahead at the end of the game. It didn't matter. Yeah, and, and a lot of times, too, it's deceiving because 
uh, we had some teams in the area that scored a lot of points but probably didn't have a lot of yards because their defense would get them the ball near midfield all the time or their special teams Looking at would, Port here would, high. would get them the ball near midfield and all their touchdown drives are 40 and 50 yards. Yeah, or you can say the entire Marine City defense against Denby, and that's a team that was putting up huge numbers and I don't think they got inside the 35 all game. Like, they just completely stonewalled them. It looked like they were playing a JV team. And that was a team that, again, had dominated offensively most of the year. All right. Uh, before we go to break, uh, I'll do my hockey ones. Uh, since you really didn't – you were with me for a couple of hockey yeah, games. Yeah, but – You didn't really broadcast uh, any of the games this year. I can change that next year. I just enjoyed going to I know, the rink so I much. I know you that, like the rink. And, <laughs> and you were following the Croslex boys around at that point. Yeah. You had kind of become the official voice of Pioneer <laughs> basketball. Uh, but uh, the, the biggest performance was Charlie Goodme of Port Huron High against Utica. Four goals and two assists, a six-point game and a 7-5 to five win. So he was in on six of their seven goals. He had a hat trick in the third period by himself. Uh, he scored the game-winning goal, and in the first period, he scored a shorthanded goal while his team was down five against three, where he just went out to the blue line and Which took that the, in took and of the itself, puck away from the point man. In and, and then, of itself is worthy of being mentioned. Yeah. Because how many – I mean, Dennis, you, you did hockey for 20-some years. How many five-on-three shorthanded goals do you see? Uh, I've, maybe I've seen three. Like, yeah. seriously, maybe I've seen three. Yeah. I mean, it's rare you it's get not just, something that happens. You just, a lot. It's rare you get a shot on net when you're down five on in, three. In fact, what I've seen more than that is a team get two shorthanded goals on the same penalty kill. <laughs> I've seen that happen more times than five. I've seen a guy score with his team two men short. Yeah. So that, that it was, and it was an exceptional play too because it was a breakaway, but it wasn't a breakaway. He had like two guys hanging on his back mm. as he was going to the net. In fact, if he hadn't scored, they probably would have called a penalty against uh, Utica. Uh, Logan O'Flanagan also had a six-point game. Uh, he had two goals and four assists against Dakota, and uh, that was special because Northern had six goals. So he set up or, or scored on all six of their goals. And in that same game, Cam Barless had three goals and two assists for five points, and he scored the game-winning goal midway through the third period. So that was the, the dynamic duo there at Northern. And you can go look up their video game numbers afterwards if you want to, but they were ridiculous this season. Um, O'Flanagan also had five points against PH in a game. He actually had a nine-point game against PH that we didn't broadcast. Mm -hmm. uh, but the second time he played them, he toned it down and only went for five points, hmm. three goals and two assists and a 6-2 win. Noah Lavalley had four power play goals in one game against Utica and a 7-1 win for Marysville. And then the, the, the one goaltending performance that stood out this year was Logan Sheffer's 52 saves against Trenton. Yeah. He, unfortunately, he didn't win the game, but he stopped 52 of 54 shots. Uh, and I had forgotten this part of it. The only goal by Trenton in regulation came with two seconds left in the second period. Mm -hmm. Had they survived two seconds, he would have had a 50-save shutout and a one nothing win and, over a really good program. And think about it. He is just kind of good in that game. They lose by four goals. Like, if you have 46 saves or 45 saves, that's an incredible performance, and they'd lose 5-1. to one. If he if he had an off night, they get mercied. Yeah, they get mercied in two periods. Um, but he was sensational, and it wasn't fifty two saves on dump ins and shots from the blue line. It was fifty two saves. It was legit. Like th they were they were in from the circles and in getting chances on him, mm -hmm. and he was stopping first shots, second shots, and third shots before they were clearing rebounds out that night. Yep. Um, that was, it was just a, a real stand-on-his-head performance a la Roger Bidon. <laughs> had to slip that in there. <laughs> I had to slip that in. Yeah, one of the best I've ever seen. All right, we're going what, basketball next? We'll do uh, boys and girls basketball next. So Which, I didn't realize this. I have a lot more good boys performances than you did. And, and, and I'm like, yeah, all, all, almost all of my uh, major performances came in girls' games. Like the one stat is I had as many 20-point scores in one game as you had in your entire year. Yeah, that's a, that's a true in story. In boys' basketball. In boys' basketball. Which is ridiculous. That's a true story. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. 
and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. We're, I'm just going to do my, my boy, because it's only four. Right. And then from there, if you want to see do the, whatever The way I did is I just went through my book and I just highlighted all the performances I want to talk about. So I'm going to go from the start of my season to the end of my season. Okay. And I broke mine up, boys and girls, because I had more uh, things happen in girls' basketball games this year than I had happen in boys' basketball games. But, so, in, but in boys, real, real quick, I saw Tyler Jamison put 34 up on Dakota in the uh, district final. Mm-hmm. 
and he actually Northern was in the lead at halftime at Dakota. It was a good game, and it was a really good uh, game. And he played every minute. He never came out. Scored uh, thirty four. They just ran out of gas. Uh, and and really, you know, not not to call anybody out on the rug, but they needed more from other people. And Dakota's just too good. Well, yeah, you need to play like an all, A game. And- all five Dakota starters had like fourteen points or more. Yeah, uh, and it ended up seventy three fifty nine Dakota. But uh, Tyler had thirty four, and he was just un like he just said, "Jump on my back, boys, mm-hmm. and I'll carry it to the finish line." And he almost got him there. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Hunter Soper. I only got to do one Crosslex game all year. Yeah. And Hunter Soper did not let me down. 27 points. I think he had three dunks against Carlton. He made the other kid that everybody was talking about mm-hmm. look like an idiot. <laughs> uh, I know the kids got, like, football scholarships, but uh, – He was uh, outclassed that day. Uh, Hunter destroyed him, and Croslex won that game 73-55. Again, it was close at halftime, and then the Pioneers just had too much, and Carlton was relying on two guys. And they got shut down in the second half. And that was the other thing about it was uh, the kid finished with 19 points. I wish I could remember his name. I didn't look at it yesterday. Yeah. He had 19 points. He had 16 at halftime. Yeah. So Hunter said, no. You, you got enough. He, he, had, uh, he had a block on the kid, too. Or he just, you know, one of those where you swat it right back in the kid's face. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. It was a beautiful game. <laughs> uh, obviously, Matt Carlson from Sandusky had 22 points in the very first game of the season and hit the three from way downtown yeah. at the buzzer to beat Cass City 47-45. Those are the only three games I did all year, Brady, where somebody got 20 or more in a boys' basketball see, game. Now, I'm going to go through mine. And I did see a triple-double by Jamison. He had 14, 10, and 10 in a win at Anchor Bay. Which is ridiculous to do it in – 30 minutes. Yeah, and I, and I th- probably less than that. Yeah, and I, and I think too he had like four or five of them during the season. Yeah. There was a stretch there where he did like three games in a row he hit a triple double. Something stupid. Yeah. Um so yeah, you say you only saw a few. I'm going to go through now and like the first couple weeks now, unfortunately my Mooney Lanskus North game uh, has been lost to the sands of time because it ripped out of my book because my first book took a beating. Um, so I, I, don't have, I don't remember the stats for that game, so I apologize to any Mooney players. By the way, real quick, we should, we should have mentioned this in our best games episode, and I don't know how it slipped through me. Mooney Liggett in the Catholic League championship game was an incredible game, and I just, must have just missed it. I don't think it would have made the cut. Is that the one at Jimmy John's? Yes. Okay. But it – probably would have been the first or second one out. Just just the fact that your car took one for the team in that No, game. that that wasn't that game. That oh, was that later in the day. Game? It was oh, the okay. next day. It was, <laughs> was, was cuz I did that one at like 10 a.m. and then I did Marysville softball and uh I believe it was Larry Smayfield put one through a windshield. Oh. Yeah. Well, not through it, but yeah, cracked it. Anyway, for basketball, uh one of the first games I saw DeMarco Singleton, 26 points. Uh, including three three-pointers, they beat Sterling Heights 63-38. That's when you went, oh, okay, they're good. The next game I did, or at least it was in my book, uh, it was an opposing player, Karan Williams, for Lance Cruz, put up 32 points against St. Clair. It, and he just was the difference maker. He hit uh, five threes in that game, and he just was in a zone. He only made four free throws. So it wasn't like he was just yeah. getting hacked and going to the line. and get. He was just master class. And that was a game, too. Lance Cruz was up 15-3 to three after one, and he went, oh, jeez, this is going to be rough. St. Clair then outscored him 25-22 in the second quarter to make it close for a while. But, yeah, Karan Williams in that game was just ridiculous. And then uh, it took – then my third game I did, St. Clair Port here on Northern, Tyler Jamison, 23 points. So that's three straight games I see a 20-point score. Make it four. Well, this is uh, <laughs> Caitlin Kane against uh, Warren Fitz. Uh, put up 23 points as well in that game. So, like, you said you didn't see a lot. Well, I know in girls basketball you saw more, but I saw a lot. And you go to Marysville Lakeview, and I saw three 
different players put up 20 points. For Lakeview, Matt Ritter, who hit five threes, had 25 points. Andrew Messina had 22 points. And Hayden Holberg hit six threes and ended with 20 points. DeMarco Singleton only had 16. I bet you he had over a dozen rebounds. He had like six in the first four minutes of the game. <laughs> I, but, yeah, like that's – how do I get three in a game? And I get three all season. season. Yeah. So – Saw a lot of defensive games. You did. And bad shooting. And then I, <laughs> maybe even weirder, I saw a Crosslex team put up 90 points and not get anyone to 20. The closest was Hunter Soper who had 18. But there was one, two, three, four, five – Different players, all the starters were in double digits for the Pioneers in that game. Which, again, 90 to 18 is impressive as it is. Yeah. So, all right, go over just a couple of your girls' games while I keep flipping through because I just got to one that Cam Bleasdale only had 17 points. He couldn't hit one more three. This was was a game that that went uh, under the radar, Um, but uh, we uh, covered the uh, regional for Cardinal Mooney girls, mm-hmm. and they played Waterford, Our Lady of the Lake, and lost 56-32. And Quinn Roback for Lakes knocked down six threes and scored 27 points in the game. Uh, and uh, Lakes had 10 girls on the roster, but they only had like seven girls in uniform that mm-hmm. night. And basically they only played six kids, and the one kid would come in for like a minute or two just to rest one of the starters. Mm-hmm. That was her job. So pretty much the same five girls played the whole game, but Roback was uh, unbelievable. Then, of course, I did the infamous Gross Point Southport Huron Northern game. <laughs> 65-45 was the uh, final. South hit seven for seven on threes in the first four minutes of the game. They hit their first seven threes. I remember Northern taking a timeout with the score 21-3 to three, four minutes into the game. And you just went, okay, well, like not to – I like that. I liked a lot of the players on that Northern team. But you look at that and you go, all right, it's not our night. Uh, and they, then, they only lost by 20, 65-45. So they uh, played basically even from that point uh, on. 11 threes for South. They attempted 39 in the game, which is ridiculous. I'd never seen anything like that where they were just – running down and, and jacking up. Alexa Downey knocked down five threes, finished with 27 points. Sarah Rogers knocked down four threes and had 19 points. So two players had nine of their 11 three-pointers uh, in that uh, that game. Uh, a game that would also be on your list because we were both there together, Mary Langeman's 25 points for Emily oh, City yeah. against Detroit Country Day uh, in a 45-40 loss. But she was just unbelievable. I, she had to have five threes that night at least. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think she did. Yeah, she did have five threes. I'm almost positive. I can double check. But I saw Christina Bohm go off. Uh, I, be, I believe uh, uh, I sent the text out, Bohm goes bonkers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, scores, you were proud of that one. Scores 25 as St. Clair beat Marine City 46 to uh, 28. Genevieve Decker got on my radar early in the season with a 24-point game against Northern. No three-pointers. She scored that night by attacking the basket. She dared people in the lane to try to stop her, uh, and she just scored at will that night. Uh, and then uh, Caitlin Kane, uh, and, and it was not like any one individual. It was back-to-back games. So we had a week where the girls played Tuesday, Thursday, and Marysville hosted Marine City and St. Clair. Caitlin Kane outscored Marine City and St. Clair combined 42-41 to 41 that week. <laughs> I didn't know she did that. Yeah, they beat Marine City 47-19, to 19, and Caitlin had 20 points, so she outscored them 20-19. to 19. And then against St. Clair, they won 47-22, and she had 22 points, so she tied St. Clair 22-22. Jeez. All right, well, more 20-point-plus performances. Um, against Linden, Hunter Soper, 20 points. Tyler Johnson had 18, and I think he had, like, two points in the third quarter, and then he just went dumb the rest of the game. Like, Soper kept them in it, but it was Johnson that came alive to help them win the game. I mean, we played the highlights. What was that, like, number six on our top ten for best games? 
Here's another opposing player that just went crazy. East Point at Northern, and Tayshawn Trent went for 30 points. He only hit one three and made one free throw. Wow. So he was getting rebounds. He was attacking the basket. He was scoring many different ways. Tyler Jameson also had 23 points in that game. They lost that game 83-53. East Point was just exploding. Kamari Bennett had 18. He had Cameron Cates with 14 and Keelan Strickland with 13. So that's four different I'm gonna take, uh, players that scored in double digits. I'm going to take partial credit on that because the game before – they played like dogs at St. Clair, oh, and the Saints yes. almost upset them. 47-43 was the final. And, and all those guys you talked about were all horrible that night. I remember you telling me, you're like, Northern's going to kill them if they play anything. I was like, and I told you, I was like, you saw their worst game of the year. I did. And and they got away with it and got, and got a win because the Saints played one of their better games of the year that night. Like, yeah. They came to play, and East Point did not. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, I forgot that you almost saw that upset. Um, then I went a little bit without seeing anything, but on March 12th, in a big way, DeMarco Singleton sets the single-game points record for Marysville with 43. Now, you can look at my book. We just use a notebook. I had to start writing, like, squeezing in numbers to fit them all in. Got to write because small. Well, I, was, much spacing I wasn't expecting. <laughs> look, look how nice it fits for everyone else. And then DeMarco, I'm writing twos, like in between twos to count it because he ended up with 43 points. And if he wanted to, he could have got to 50. Like if it was a close game, he could have got to 50. He outscored Clawson by himself that night to become the greatest single game scorer in Marysville's history, which was kind was was really cool to see. Um, that's just another thing. Like in our we, first year, we sent that into the MHSAA, and then <laughs> uh, in the uh, this week in high school sports show, uh, they they said everything wrong. Yeah, they called you Brady B. Doan and, 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 and Demarco and, Singleton from Maryville. From Maryville, yeah. Thus proving our point about how they feel about our area <laughs> of the state. Yeah, and then the next night in a losing effort, Christina Bone put up twenty one points against Marysville. So. Just, I, it seems like I saw a 20-point performance almost every night, it seemed like. Uh, then you get into the districts, and I don't know the exact totals for uh, these games, but I'm pretty sure the McClellan sisters for Lutheran North, who just wouldn't die <laughs> and ruined a all-East China district championship when they came back down like 10 with three minutes to go against Marine City. Rachel McClellan had 16 but came storming back. Then the next night or the next game, I should that say. That might have made our games list had it not been uh, uh, an opposing team come making the comeback because that's a great yeah. comeback. It was oh, it was. in a playoff game. It was like, okay, yep, Marine City's taking care of business. All right. I know um, I talked to Petrakowski, the girls coach at St. Clair, and he, he told me after the game, he's like, yeah, I wanted to go, all right, we're going to get, if we win, we, we're going to get our rival on, on Friday night. And then he came out and goes, that just happened. <laughs> like, looked around. Well, apparently it really took them uh, by surprise because they just kept doing what they were doing. Rachel McClellan, again, put up 19 points in another victory over St. Clair. So they were dead in the water and then came back. Oh, by the way, uh, Croslex against Elmont, it just seems redundant at this point. Hunter Soap for 23 points. <laughs> okay. And also, I feel bad for Elmont in that game because they had like seven players dressed and they didn't get completely embarrassed. Like, they, they were never threatening to win, but the kids that were dressed and were playing gave an honest effort, and, I mean, again, you still have to go with what you got, but they, they did what they could. And then in the uh, district finals, uh, two 20-point scores, Jake Townsend and Tyler Johnson, uh, 23 for Johnson, 20 for Townsend. Hunter Soper only scored six in that game. Uh, but the one performance in this game that sticks out in my mind was Eric Ketting. He had 19 points. 
But Armada was never in this game. It was 24 to like two. I think Armada hit the first basket of the game and then Krosdek scored the next like 24 or 25 points. You would have thought it was a one possession game, 30 seconds left the entire second half the way Eric Ketting was playing. He was diving around. He was doing everything he could for every bucket. And on and it, it, he did everything he could. And that was the thing. That was one of the performances in the entire year that has stuck with me because it would have been very easy to roll over and die when you're down 25 to 2 or whatever they were six minutes into the game. They were down 29 to 5 at the end of the first. And he didn't. He ended up putting up 19 points. They lost by 30. But there's something to be said for fighting until you're the, the, the last buzzer. Because, again, you're not coming back down 25 to cross yeah. legs. But you never would have guessed it in that situation. So, I mean, I'm, I'm still going through the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, you have a lot of – then I actually went quiet for a while until the, di- the, uh, the uh, regionals. First of all, Cross Lex uh, was playing Goodrich, you know, the game that everyone had been talking about for almost two years. You know, last year, the COVID year, 2020, it's like, all right, if Cross Lex can get past Goodrich, they have a chance. If they can get past Goodrich, you never got the game. Well, finally, in the regional semifinal, you get it, and you're going, whew, all right, big game, got to see what you can do. 51 27, goodbye, Goodrich. <laughs> It was 29-8 to eight at halftime. And I think Goodrich got really frustrated. And then in the uh, regional championship, it was Hunter Soper, 27 points, uh, 55-35, dominating victory. And I know the stats don't come up, and we've mentioned Hunter Soper's name, but go through that entire list. All of those kids played excellent defense to give up, what, 50-some points in the entire regional? Yeah. That is to be commended. Then, as you said, Mary Langman, 25 points in the losing effort to uh, Country Day. And in the uh, quarterfinal, Drake or Jason Drake had 30 points for Ferndale. Hunter Soper had 24 in the double overtime loss. So that does basketball season. And I guess I didn't see realize I saw that many great performances. Yeah. Like, I would say at a 70% clip, I saw a 20-point score. And it, I said a lot of different names, too. Yeah, I just uh, I didn't get the, the big individual games. I got a lot of games, 15, 16, 17 points. But uh, nobody really went off in a game this year, except for just a couple of times that, that I saw it. But that's all right, because I make up for it in a big way in softball. So we'll, See, we'll softball do baseball and, and softball and next. The other stat you gave about your baseball, I could not believe. <laughs> like I, ref- like I was like, no, I, you you had to have seen that, but you didn't. I didn't. All right. All right. Buying or selling a home, you need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit 
at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, so um, here, here are my baseball highlights, Brady. You want to you tell them the stat that we teased before? Because oh, yeah, when you I, told me this, I said I didn't believe it. I, called, I said no, that, that could not have happened. BS. Going through the book, I'm a tougher scorer than you, too. So I give errors when there's errors. You're not I, that. I didn't, I didn't have – well, number one, I didn't do as many baseball games as you did. I did more softball. But you still, still um, did a I, fair number of baseball I, games. I didn't see anybody get a three-hit game in baseball. Which seems ridiculous. I went through and – I mean, I went through a third of the season, and I listed a dozen three-hit perform. I had three hit, a three-hit performance three times in one game. But what I did see – was a, cu- a couple of good pitch games. <laughs> Actually, I think all the games that I saw were, were well uh, pitched. I did see Richmond hit three home runs in one inning. In you a did playoff see that. Game. And no, none it was of them, three different players. And none of them got two more hits that game? No. Um, so I saw a combined no-hitter by Marine City. They beat Tower 6 to nothing on a rainy day. It was the second game of a doubleheader. Matt Simons went the first five and two-thirds. Uh, and even though he was throwing the no-hitter, they took him out because he got a little wild. He walked four, struck out four. Riley Cass came in, got a fly ball out to end the sixth, and then Charles Tigert pitched the seventh, and he did walk one hitter, but he struck out the side um, to complete the uh, combined no-hitter. Uh, and then uh, the game after he threw his perfect game, Maceo Miller threw a complete game shutout over Frazier, six to nothing in a did game that I like did. Did he give up like one hit and it was the first batter of the he, game? He, he gave up a hit to the first batter of the game. He ended up throwing a three-hitter, didn't walk anybody, struck out 13, which I believe gave him like, what what was it, like 27 strikeouts in two games? Yeah, or, it was. Something ridiculous like that. Yeah. So that was that was so that that's how you follow up a perfect game. You throw a three hit shutout with thirteen strikeouts. So and that's it for me for baseball, which is just ridiculous when you think about it. Because okay, yeah, you did do more baseball than softball, but you still did a lot of baseball. Like considering how many baseball games would you say you did? Twenty probably. That seems low, but. I don't know. I'm just I'm guessing. Right. I, I don't but know. still, I did do e- even if it was 20. decidedly more softball with the tournaments. And if we had, oh, there's a baseball, there's a softball. I go, oh, you go do baseball. 
Yes, you. <laughs> yeah, you were prejudiced against baseball. Soft, which, softball was fun. Well, they were both a lot of fun. Um, the first real big performance I can say I saw because okay, if you want to do like three for four days, we'd be here forever. Because I mean, just flip into a random page, Marysville Clarkston. Looking right here, Kate Westmiller three hits. Uh, Callie Perrin two hits, a double and a home run. Like two hits for Emma Curtis, three hits for Kylie Parent. We, we'd be here all day yeah. going, just reading through the book. The first big notable one I saw was a Marysville Northern game. It was the first of their series. And Zach Meyer, who had struggled the week before, and that was kind of the thing like, okay, can he figure it out? Goes four for four. And gets on base six times in a win against Port here on Northern. I think he had three singles, a walk. He was hit by a pitch. And then he uh, got a single in his last at-bat. They won 15-1. to And I was like, okay, I have to at least include a someone who gets on base six times yeah. in a game. He scored, well... I don't think he scored any runs because he's always pinch run for. He had two RBIs in the game as well, but that that's a way to break out of a slump if I've ever seen it. And then in the, in this series, I saw just a bunch of incredible pitch uh, performances because the next game between those two was the Maceo Miller perfect game that went six innings thanks to two players ignoring Brian Butler throwing up the stop sign at third. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he strikes out 14 in that game. And you said what? His next game? 13. Yeah, yeah so, so 27. in two games. In, in 13 in innings. Third, yeah, so he's striking out two an inning. Um, yeah, you look right here. Ground out, strike out, strike out, strike out, strike out, strike out, ground out, strike 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 out, fly ball, ground out. Yeah, at one point he struck out he struck out the last seven batters he faced and nine of the last eleven. That if we ranked the performances, that one would be tough to beat. Yeah. And then the next game, the next time those two teams played, Derek Ruiz shows up and only gives up one run to a Marysville team that was still hitting. Zach Meyer had three hits in that game. Ferguson added a hit. Could only push across the one run, and he struck out eight and won that game two to one, and they had one hit. A RBI double from Luke Angels. Uh, scored a run, and then he scored on a pass ball. And they won that game two to one, and it was a nice bounce back for Northern after that point, which is, again ridiculous when you think about it that you go from being no hit to winning a game with one hit yeah so yeah I saw more baseball in softball I mean how many do you, do you want me to list from the PHPHN softball game <laughs> because that was an amazing game Emma Trombley four or three hits uh three RBIs you had a uh a four-hit performance from Morgan James. She was four for four. Her one time she didn't get on was a sack fly RBI. Julia Gilbert hit a home run so hard she hurt herself when she hit it. <laughs> uh, Jordan Fiedler hit her first home run of her career. You look for the northern side, who in a loss, Allie Shagney hit two home runs. Miranda McNaughton had four hits. Megan Prangy hit a home run. This game, again, I think we put it on our honorable mention list. There was a lot of ridiculous performances at the plate this game. Yeah. All right. Uh, I did see some pitching in softball, not a lot, but I wanted to point these out. I saw Kemma Bonnerito, uh, Kemma, Kenna, thank you. There you go. Kenna Bonnerito of Algonac throw a no-hitter uh, against Imlay City. She walked two and struck out 15 in an 8 nothing uh, no-hit uh, win. Uh, and uh, three performances in the playoffs that I'm going to mention. Uh, Shavan Scooter, seven innings pitched, a run on three hits, no walks, nine strikeouts. That's what she did in the state championship game against Buchanan. Yeah, that's got to get on the list. Uh, Kirsten Smith of Marysville in the uh, semifinal, seven innings, one run, three hits, one walk, 11 strikeouts. Uh, she gave up two hits in the first inning and then retired 16 of the next 17 hitters in a semifinal game. Uh, and in the quarterfinal, 
One run on two hits, two walks, ten strikeouts, and a 3-1 to one win. Gave up two hits in the third and then retired 13 of the next 14 hitters in that uh, game. Uh, and I just wanted to point out Kirsten's postseason. 5-1 and one with a 197 ERA in 39 innings. She allowed 11 runs, 25 hits, and struck out 49. Eight of them were in the championship. Yeah, uh, her five wins. An 085 ERA, four runs in 33 innings, 14 hits, and she struck out 43. Here's a softball performance I want to point out. The numbers aren't gaudy, and I think with hindsight, it becomes more more impressive. Kaylee Rickert for Marine City only gave up two runs against Marysville and beat them three to two. She only struck out two, but you go through the lineup – They had a fair amount of hits. She just got the outs when she needed to. That was the last game Marysville lost until the state championship. And at the time, you're like, wow, that's surprising. But, you know, change up the speed a little bit. And then after they went on the run, you went, holy crap. How did that happen? But it was a good performance. The defense behind Rickert played really well. And Marine City almost stole half that league title. Marine uh, Marysville's uh, second worst offensive game that I saw was the five runs against Owasso. Yeah, I know. You just saw <laughs> they they raked every time I saw them play. Their worst game, they scored three runs and they won that one. Um, while, while you're flipping through there, let, let me give you some numbers here. So, because I've got a lot of them hitting. First game I did of the season, Kennebaw Marito, freshman, first game at varsity, three for four, two home runs in the first inning of the game. Scored three runs, drove in five. In that same game, Ella Stevenson, four for four, a home run, a triple, three runs scored, five RBIs. Then I went and did a doubleheader between Northern and Elmont. Devin Johnson in the second game, five for five, a double, five runs scored, six RBIs. Sarah Hall, four for five, a home run, five RBIs. And in the doubleheader, Grace Koenig went eight for 11 and scored seven runs and knocked in four. Avery Walters for Marysville knocked in five runs and had three hits in a 16-4 win over Imlay City. Uh, Shavan Scooter, three for three, two home runs in the first inning of the game. They only went five innings. Uh, she knocked in three in an 11-0 win over North Branch. Uh, Kaylee Salcedo of Cass City, four for four, a triple, three runs, five RBIs in their 13-9 win over Croslex in a rainstorm. That was a six-inning game, too. Of course, though, the the best hitting performances we saw, some of them were in the worst weather. Yes. Uh, Caitlin Kane. Remember uh, she missed, like, three games or something? Yeah. She didn't play. They put her back in the lineup at Croslex in a doubleheader, and she went seven for nine with a double, two home runs, four runs, six RBIs, and three stolen bases. Marysville swept both games of that doubleheader. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, I left out kids who had four hit games and, and all kinds of stuff, but I am going to add Piper Clark, three for three, a double, a run, and a stolen base because that was in the championship game mm-hmm. against a really tough Buchanan pitcher uh and richmond and the uh, other uh i'll get the there because again i'm just going chronologically but yeah piper clark needs to get a little more due than i think because the man scooter rightfully so was getting a lot of shine piper clark was just as much a reason why they made that run as anyone else but real quick before we get there i mentioned it uh last segment blake lutsky against liggett who ended up being the d3 state champions he was pitching incredible against them. He ended up losing 2-1. to one, And Mooney got screwed at a call at the plate. He should have <laughs> at least went another batter. Um, but he goes six in, I think, two-thirds innings against Liggett, who from everything I've been told and when I've read, their entire lineup is going to be college baseball players. He doesn't throw anything particularly overpowering but he did a really good job in that game then I go to Marysville and the day my windshield got busted (laughs) um Kirsten Smith goes 14 up 14 down and walks the 15th batter and then strikes out Savannah Kanya or gets a a pop up to get a five inning no hitter and under our rules and the state's rules that's that's a no hitter -hitter. so I saw 
an incredible performance there. No hit. And then we got to uh, the we get we're getting to the playoffs. And yeah, Piper Clark. You look at what she did. She like didn't make an out. Let me give you the exact numbers for you for this, so I can. Oh, real quick though, um, it was Wyatt Walker or. Yeah, Wyatt Walker pitched against Chippewa Valley, only gave up one run and lost one nothing. The the pitcher for Chippewa Valley, since you know he shut him out, a good hitting team. Tyler Minton, by the way. Um, but you go to the playoffs and look at what Piper Clark did because we've gone over ad nauseum what Shea Van Scooter did for uh, Richmond. Piper Clark. Did not stop hitting if I can finally get to the damn page. <laughs> um, so, in the first game, they beat New Haven, whatever. She goes one for two. It's, it's New Haven. That game was over before it started. You knew what was going to happen. Then, in the district finals, four for four, three RBIs with a double, including the double that gave Richmond the lead back. Then against K-Pack, their next game, she throws a five-inning perfect game against K-Pack, who, no, they're not world beaters, but they won their district, and they were a winning ball club. Perfect game, double home run, and lined out hard to center field. Next game against Millington. Nobody is hitting in this game either side, except for Piper Clark, four for four with a stolen base. Gets on base four times. I don't. I'm looking at this. I think Richmond had like six hits on the day, and she had four of them. Then against Shepard, when they just dominate, she actually had an off day. She was only one for three, scored two runs, and had an RBI. And then you gave the numbers for the semifinals. Yeah, she she and hit finals. close to 800 in the postseason. Yeah, she was on. She was as automatic as you can get. And she deserves it. I mean, again, we can mention uh, Shea Van Scooter again because her performance worth, is worth mentioning again. Um, and then you look at the playoffs. There wasn't – I'm trying to remember for Mooney, looking back at this, Mooney or any of the other teams I followed, there wasn't like one person that absolutely dominated. Mooney was just a complete team. Yeah. And they all played really well. Trent Rice, I think, stole five bags against – Allen Park, Inner City Baptist, which is very impressive. Which, by the way, though, I'm not saying Mooney does this. I'm saying this happens everywhere. The ball gets by the catcher. doesn't count to the stolen base. Well, it depends. If the runner is going, the no. stolen base takes precedence. Uh, yes, but if, it, if it's a wild pitch, it's a wild pitch. Yes. Yeah. So I see some people, like when I was at the state, I'd see a ball go over the catcher's head, and they move up, and they'd be like, oh, that's another stolen base. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah, no, that's either a wild pitch or a pass yes. ball. So, but if the runner is going and they throw a wild pitch, the runner gets the steal. Yes. But no, because I think it was like Liggett or someone. They're like, oh, they're going to set the record for stolen bases in a championship game. And, that, and I saw them say four bases were stolen. I'm like, no, they are not. That <laughs> ball is eight feet up the line after the catcher blocked it. That's not a stolen base. Anyway, that's that's advancing on a wild pitch. Yeah, mini rant for the day. I, that's or okay. or if they steal and they don't try to throw it, that's defensive indifference. Yeah, not a stolen base. Yeah, uh, the uh, here's well, not every again. That's the scorer's discretion. But there are points in the game where you know they're not throwing because they don't care that the runner's taking the base. Yeah, when it's, and that's defensive indifference. Yes. Um. So there there were two streaks that I wanted to add. Mm -hmm. to the list. You know about these. I sent them to you yesterday. Uh, I saw Morgan James in six consecutive games go 14 for 19. That's a 737 batting average. She had five doubles, four triples, three homers, 11 runs, 21 runs batted in in six games. Her uh, on-base percentage was 737. Her slugging for those six games, 1.895. And her OPS which you guys are all in love with, 2.632. Which is ridiculous. That, that, that's for a, a week of games. And they went 5-1 and one in those games. The only loss was to uh, Algonac, and she had an RBI double in that game. Uh, Callie Perrin in the playoffs for Marysville. 
in eight games. She knocked in a run in all eight games. She went uh, 13 for 27. That's a 481 batting average. Four doubles, three homers, nine runs, 15 RBIs in the playoffs. Six uh, or 567 on base, 963 slugging, 1.530 OPS. They went seven and one uh, and lost in the state final to Owasso, and she had a home run in the state final game. Uh, but uh, again, who did? Who, uh, because the other thing is like, okay, they played Marine City. Rickert mm. is a decent pitcher. They played Croslex Mendoza. Uh, that might have been the weakest pitcher she faced in the entire postseason because then they went up against Borg for St. Clair. Notre Dame prep was Simmons. Um, Centerline uh, threw a couple of pitchers in that game, but they were ranked 10th in the state. Then you had the Linden game. Linden had a great pitcher. Chelsea had a great pitcher. And Owasso, uh, Ireland, was a great pitcher, and she had a bomb over the right center field fence off of her. So for the – Read off those OPS numbers again, just so because I want to give context for those that might not know exactly right. what that is. Morgan James had a two point six three two, and Kelly had a one point five three zero, and that was through the stretch. Yep. So OPS on base plus slugging percentage. I'm not going to get in the details, but for reference, in 2003, Barry Bonds, when he hit 73 home runs for the season, had a one point three eight one OPS. So those are Barry Bonds-like numbers. Those, just so you are aware, maybe the <laughs> best hitting season ever in the MLB was a 1.3 OPS. Like, if you're above one, you're doing something right. You are killing it. Above two is not sustainable, but for a stretch is ridiculous. Yeah. That, that six games that Morgan James had, every time she came to the plate, you felt like she was in scoring position. She was just crushing the ball just crushing the ball she ended up with three home runs but like all four of her doubles were balls that hit like off the top of the fence Mm -hmm. and she hit like five doubles and probably two of those were off the fence you know she was just raking just raking well all right well I think that's a lot of good performances we saw (laughs) this year yeah um hopefully the the mail is going to come quickly, and we'll have a third headset, and we can get some guests on here soon. It's coming. Right. It'll it either just, be here today or by Tuesday. Right. But if it's here today, so we can patient. book a guest for Monday. Well, be patient. You're, you're just so impatient. Well, I, we have a lot of people I want to get on. and I know. Every, every show we miss. Cause it's a long summer. We have three shows a week. Yeah, well, football camp's going to be here before we know it, and we have to, we have so, to start getting that schedule down. We'll too. have the football coaches on in August, so you yeah. don't have to worry about scheduling them in July. No, but there's a lot of softball <laughs> coaches, baseball and softball coaches that I think would be really good on we'll, here. We'll get them. All right. I'm we'll just anxious. Em. I want to get them on. We'll get them. I want to deliver the content, make the people happy. We'll get them. All right. Anything else before we send it home? No. All right. You want the last word today since you were busy doing something else? On the last show and couldn't get the last word in? I, I didn't eat till 10 p.m. <laughs> I'm on, surprised you ate Wednesday. it all the rest of that day. <laughs> I, it, it, was, it was a solid 12. It was about eight hours before I felt normal again. It was a valiant effort. You're a bite away from nine. That's pretty good for an hour. It was, yeah, it was, I want to say it was about normal dinner time. I started to feel normal. I had a pain in my gut for about six <laughs> hours. I was like, uh-oh. Did I just mess myself up? And Yeah, I was doing some yard work. And, and he only yeah. says I'm a pain in his you-know-what, so <laughs> yeah, quite the pains. Yeah. So anyway, that's enough of that. I think we've gone long enough, but we needed to give everyone their due. Yeah, all right. And, and I'm sure we missed someone, so I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sure we did, too. Have a good weekend, everybody. If this will fire. <laughs> Come on. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.